herein lies the 2023 season for the Cleveland Guardians going out with a bang. They catcher pitching the final four innings and starting waiver claims and carrying a catcher all year with the OPS below 400. You are locked on Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Uh, Listen, it's a weird one, right? Coming after the waiver claims, uh, coming off the excitement, taking two out of three from the Rays tonight's game. Uh, You know, it's a situation where I'm going to be the positivity. (laughs) Justin was at the game, and and he hates seeing hitters pitch, and it was like a a perfect uh, situation for... I don't hate it. I don't don't like him throwing four innings. Uh, By the way, today's episode brought to you by Sleeper. Uh, oh, swing for the fences on sleeper picks, and you hit up to 100 times your money down on the sleeper app and use promo code lockdown. You'll get up to 100 hours match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers team terms of use for details. Operational over 30 states. Check out sleeper today. The Guardians definitely sleep. We're asleep on Monday. I forgot the day of the week. Uh, that is the problem there because we didn't record yesterday with the holidays, so I just forgot totally what the day of the week was. Uh, in this game, I'm awake to- the today. Yeah, it went poorly. But like here, they took two out of three from the Rays and you kind of expect, hey, that's going to go well. But the unfortunate thing is Texas is terrible right now. And I was talking with Justin and he's right. Like, you know, we the two teams play the same schedule, but it's just like facing Texas early versus facing Texas late. The fact that maybe, you know, the Mets are still on their schedule will reface the Mets when they still had pitching. It's just the annoyance of. But again, they're six games back. And how much does that really balance out? I, you know, if they if Texas could have just won that series, like you feel a lot different 24 hours later. Uh, but instead, uh, you're right back where you started. And again, I think the big difference that just talking with Justin here that I'm feeling is when they went out and added these guys, it gave me excitement because it's a slim, slim window. And there was a slight chance that they could thread it, but I didn't expect them to. Whereas the changing of expectations, I think for some people out there brought them back in just enough to be like all the swear words after watching this game. Listen, I gave up. I didn't finish it. No uh, matter who's I on had... your team, this game is still not good. You can't. No, it's no, it's not a good game. You but went out I do and think... played great baseball against the twi- the Rays over the weekend. Yeah. Things fell apart in extra innings on Sunday. And then you go out and you absolutely Laying eggs, regular on innings on Monday. Sunday, wasn't it? Because Saturday was the extra inning they won. No, I mean, it just blew up. I mean, I'm just saying it blew up oh. on Monday, on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. But you went like, out and laid an egg on Monday after the fact. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it was great to what, like eight innings, and then everything kind of imploded. And then tonight was just an egg from the beginning. And one of our commenters left a great stat that, like, hey, he was very excited we had a Chialito because in three starts this year, he'd given up two earned runs. Uh, <laughs> he gave up all the rest of them in today's game, unfortunately. And it's, Again, you can go back and listen to our Friday show where he expressed that like Giolito was the least interesting of the well, not interesting. That's the wrong word I keep using. He was the the least impactful guy that they added, that he was going to be the one who, you know, he's a step above Thor, but only a step. Uh, was he was, though? Because I don't think I don't think Noah Syndergaard pitched that badly. Mm, I mean, we joked about how many times this year he has been better. Like over the course of this year, I mean, he's it's been really bad in the last month. He's the only pitcher since 1899 to give up eight or more runs for three separate teams. So that's that's not good. We joked about how much win probability that Emilio Pagan had been adding to the Guardians' mm-hmm. wins total the last two years. Well, Lucas Giolito just went out and 
added a whole ton of win probability to the twin season after that one. So, yeah, I, like I said, here's my whole thing. And maybe this will people call it a loser mentality or something like that. But like, I'm just having fun where I can have fun. Like when I look at this team, you know, Bo Naylor, yeah, he got plunked, but he also had two walks. He's continuing to get on base and we're seeing him like there's a point this year where he was struggling to hit his weight. He wasn't bringing anything defensively. There's still things to work on there. Obviously, I don't think he's ever going to be a plus defender. You're just hoping for average, you know, seeing him improve. Gabby Arias, not the best today, but over the weekend, I mean, he was hitting the ball as well as anyone. I mean, he continued what he had shown in the previous series and seeing him get closer to you know what all beans are every day or says like you know if if both nailers can hit 20 home runs and gabby and jose in a year this could be a fun team like there's there's things in there so i'm just this team was so not fun to watch offensively for so long like it would get past the top of the order and i'd be like okay there's nothing to watch and i say this as an andres jimenez fan because he has been awful but now you bring back nailer with those other guys the young players getting opportunities and performing well like i still have fun even if they you know even if the pathway forward for the playoffs is non-existent i'm still having fun seeing the development seeing the young seeing you know tanner baby try to chase down like is he going to end up with the best war of a pitcher in the american league like isn't he in that running to have you know like uh maybe among rookies but i don't think rookies overall. I got to look. I mean, he's, but he, you know, seeing what some of these guys can chase down and do that is kind of, I've been just, I've been in single player appreciation mode for like two months. So even when they added these guys, it didn't change my expectations. Instead, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's see where it's going to go from here. Let's see what's going to happen. Can they gives them a chance to compete? It is a very small amount, but I'm just, I'm weirdly just enjoying the ride. Yep. Bybee is tied at at what? At what point are you enjoying the ride, though? Because the expectation coming into the season was to win the division. We all picked them to win the division. We thought the new rules were going to benefit this team. And, I'm, you know, we're already having the autopsy talk when it's the season's not even over and we'll have to have this. I guess I kind of gave up. And I mean, after the All-Star break, like that first or second series, I kind of was like, I don't think this is going to work. There was just too many. Right. So you weren't enjoying the ride at that point, were you? No, but I've already kind of I'd already given up, and now it's the point right. Where so, at what point? What I want them to see. At what point I, did you, you know, wait? I, right. At what point did you wait? Okay. Yeah. So, I kind of gave up then, and then once we moved on from someone like Ahmed, who wasn't going to help this team in a year, who was going to be no part of it. Uh, you know, getting to see like Bo Naylor actually make improving steps, like that's why I'm enjoying it now because I'm more focused on next year. Honestly, I mean that's where I am. I, I guess maybe I, I waved the flag too early, but I just. I don't know. This team was so dang inconsistent all year. If it wasn't, you know, the bullpen, which is, it's been a good bullpen, but it seems to falter the minute it they're needed. Like statistically, Hey, like top five in ERA, but it seems to, whenever the game is, is close, someone seems to step on their own foot and the hitting just being, you know, bottom all year and the pitching dealing with so many injuries, I guess I'm just kind of gearing for next year. And I'm like looking at this team, like, Hey, maybe Cole Calhoun's veteran presence is going to help. Maybe, you know, you have that. If Brendan had a good day today, can he put more together? I feel like every time I think Andres Jimenez is turning the corner, he's not. So you just kind of hope that this is a blip year and that he's an every other year type of guy like Roberto Alomar was, and he's going to come back next year and not necessarily be probably was his high watermark last year, but like maybe he can come back and be better. And then, you know, liking what I've seen with some of the young guys and hoping we can continue to build. But I guess that's why I am. I even with adding these guys, it's like this is fun. They're adding them, but uh, I don't know if they have a shot. It's a lot of games to make up in a little bit of time. I don't think 
I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it, not add those guys. But again, I, I still think that when you're making the commitment to say, I mean, first of all, I don't think in Tito even said it himself at the weekend, he didn't expect them to get all three guys. Um, none of them did. They thought, you know, maybe one or two, yeah. one would get to them. They claimed all three and the expectation is you get one and maybe the major league, maybe major league baseball's waiver system is a little goofy, but when you make those waiver claims, you, you take the chance that, okay, we're going to have, we might, in case we, if we do get these three guys, you have to know what the situation is going in. We have to add them to the 40 man roster and we have to pay them adding, adding Lopez and adding, more, which I'm fine with, and and even Giolito, because the idea was to have a guy who was better than Syndergaard get some innings, maybe give you a shot, and maybe give you the chance to protect Bybee and Williams a little bit and Allen. But you're also taking away opportunities from guys doing that as well. I mean, a, there's no September call up really for young guys. You're not making, you're not bringing anybody up. You're not bringing Kyle Mansard up. You're not bringing George Valera up. You're not bringing Joey Cantillo up. You had to send Cody Morris back down, who shouldn't be in AAA. But a lot um, of those bats weren't coming up, anyways. I think is what we've seen. Like those three ads don't. How do we know? Hitters. How do we know? Well, I mean, Jose Jose Tana is up to playing on the bench. You could have easily yeah. committed more time. You're committing more time in the outfield to Ramon Laureano, who you thought could help you win this year. And and, and Laureano is still the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, Laureano is still somebody you can had the catch of the year over the weekend. He did that catch. I, I, I tweeted. I said, I don't think anybody else makes that catch besides him and Mookie Betts. I don't think Mookie Betts is the only guy that makes that catch. But you don't you don't make the claim. You don't spend the money unless you are committed to something. Because otherwise, there's only there's only two modes. OK, there are teams that are tanking. Yes, there are teams like the Nationals who have torn it down. And who else has, has torn it down recently? I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, the Reds did for a while. The Pirates are perpetual whatever. I mean, you're either tearing it down you're building for next year or you are trying to win this year coming off of a year where the guardians won the the division. And even if they got a little bit lucky doing it, beating up on the AL central and just a lot of things going right in terms of health, BABIP and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. The bullpen being good. The bullpens are, they still have the one sweep. Like they couldn't even, I know the rays are really good. So it would have been kind of humorous if that was their second sweep, but, but I mean, they're just, they couldn't consistently, they were consistently inconsistent in all facets of the game. That's that's take fine. Advantage no. of the new rules couldn't seem to to defense took a step back across the board. There were so many again. This felt like a team that was a little rudderless at the start. A team that uh, you know maybe needed right, leadership were, that wasn't there. You were still playing for this year. You're still playing to win a division with this roster. You added Josh Bell. You added Mike Sanino because you thought they were going to bolster your roster. So you're you're in two modes. You're either in we're trying to win now or we are trying to get better for next year. You know, Bo Naylor is up and getting reps. That's good. Gabularius is they they hung on to Matt Rosario way too long for a team like you said was rudderless. Gabularius, for all his detractors, I think he's played pretty well recently. I mean, there there are definitely swing and miss issues there, and yes. you've got to find out about him now that you finally moved on from Matt Rosario. You've got to find out about him. He's got the same WRC plus right now as as Matt Rosario does, and he's obviously offering better defense. Matt Rosario's uh, got a point two wins above replacement on Fangraphs. Gabby's got a 0.5, half, not even half the games, less than half. Well, okay, I'm sorry, half the half the at bats anyway, or half the plate appearances. So that's fine. But but we I should actually go jump the break, then come back and continue our discussion on this one as we're we're here on this episode today. The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance for a hundred times payout. 
your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is right now with studs like Aquino, Betts, and Otani. Though Otani is not one going for the playoffs. The other two are, but still he's the most exciting guy in baseball. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks and you could win big. The fun thing about this is they have group chat, team chat functionality. And instead of having to sit there and pick all the categories, just pick the ones you like. Maybe there's an area you know more, an area you have some insight. It's your chance to win big. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get a hundred dollar match, up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of ease for details. Guardians will try again on Tuesday. Uh, I can guarantee that Tanner Bybee, you could take the over on strikeouts for him, whatever Lucas Giolito did on Monday. Uh, you can take the over on him for Tuesday on Sleeper, and you can listen to him try to do that and match Sonny Gray on your Sirius XM app Tuesday at 610. Just search Guardians. So I think I think you're in two modes where the Guardians are right now. I think it's either the way this, the way this season went is you're either trying to win right now, which I think I don't think you claim – those three guys, unless you think you're trying to win. And let's, let's be realistic too, that trying to win. I think they thought they had a window. I think they they thought they had a, a, you know, a pathway. Didn't mean they thought it was a hundred percent going to happen, but I think they thought there was a pathway to possible success. So let's go all in on it. They, I still, I think you, when you make those claims, you're, you're trying to acknowledge you win, but we also have to acknowledge they're still trying to win in a terrible division. They would not, I mean, they were not okay. If the Guardians in the AL East or the AL, AL West, no, it's done. They're they're dead and buried. They're not making those claims. You're not, you're not bothering to spend three million dollars over the last month to make those claims because it doesn't matter. It probably, I mean, I'm 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 okay with going for it, but I think you have to acknowledge that was the goal. They came into this Twin Series as a must-win series. Now they could still win two out of three. I don't think two out of three at this point is good enough because you're only going to get to four games, and every day that ticks off the schedule that you don't make up a game is a win for the twins because you, you're, you know, have limited time left in the season. You're still, you know, either you're, either you're trying to develop to win next year or you're trying to win. There's, there's only two pathways. You either try to win or you're trying to develop a team to win. And a team that played Ahmed Rosario way too long, a team that is putting Cole Calhoun as their fourth hitter, that a waiver claim like Ramon Laureano is, is their fifth hitter had the best game tonight. And you're pitching a catcher for four for four innings. That is I'd a rather team do that, that than waste serious. a reliever. I don't know. That's like, fine. That's fine. But again, you're not, you're not. You're not. I'm not. I can't take you seriously if if you're doing that. I can't take you seriously. That is not good last, roster building. It's it was a bad situation. It was a bad situation. But again, you're either trying to win or you're trying to develop. You can't do. The Guardians have to stop trying. I, I like. They've done. They've been essentially trying to do both since the entire time Needle's been I'm, here. Yes, the whole thread the needle thing has been their whole yes. their whole mantra outside of 2016 and 2018. Thread the needle has been their whole mantra. It worked in that window, or it didn't work in that. It, it didn't matter for that window because they were clearly in that window. They were trying to win. You went out and signed Edwin. You went out and added and Jay the Bruce. Rest of the division wasn't even trying for most of that run. Correct. So they took advantage of that window then. But ever since then, they've been trying to thread the needle. And I, it, I mean, everything came together last year. But we don't know how sustainable that was. We're going to find out next year because you're going to go into the next season hoping that you have the pieces to do this again. I don't know how realistic is they are from the outside, but again, you make those, you spend three million dollars. If you, like I said, you have to, 
if you make a claim on those players, you have to live with the reality that you're going to get all three. And for, for what it's worth, you know, Moore and Lopez both look good over the weekend. And we both thought those were going to be the guys that were the best. We didn't think Giolito was going to be this bad. And and they played really well against the Rays. They, that series was really good up until Eli Morgan came into the game. Although, let's also acknowledge that Trevor Steffen came in and walked a, a guy with two outs. And everybody in heaven and hell in that stadium knew that when he walked that guy, he was stealing because Trevor Steffen and none of the Guardians bullpen could hold runners on. And he took off. No. Gave Bo Naylor no chance to throw him out. out. A, I mean, even if he had a chance. There was no they, chance. There was no chance. No, I know, no. but even if there was one, it's not like, I mean, that's the problem. It's all components of that are bad. Well, that's how you lose one run games the way they have, yeah. because you don't it, hold it runners. It ended up being more than one run because, as you said, Eli Morgan then completely imploded. Well, when you walk a guy, it's an automatic double because you guarantee you can't hold the runner on, and everybody knows it. We all know it, and, and the Rays know it. But yeah. they, played, they played very well in that series. So, you know, everybody said this is what has to happen. Everybody acknowledged you have to win. They had to basically go and win 20 of like 28 to catch the Twins this month because they had an easy schedule. And I don't know. Again, you could still win two or three of the series and still, you know, the Twins could still trip and you can have a chance. But if you are on, on September 4th, if you are in a game where you're playing a do or die series and you're relying on the Texas Rangers bullpen to save you, you've already put yourself in that spot all season, the way things have gone, right? You, you have already earned the position you're in. You have played to where your team belongs to be played. And again, they were not in this division. They're not. And if they were not in this division, they were not making those waiver claims. That's why I think, like you said, they had a window to go for it and, and, and an opportunity because guys like that don't get waived because the angels are a crap show of an organization. Like we'll, we'll talk about them here in a little bit too, but I just can't, I, they were inconsistent all year. I, 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 I'm actually, I agree more with you that, you know, you kind of pulled the plug, pulled the plug in July in terms of expectations after that Ranger series. Right. And no, this team did not, they, they kind of waited a little bit too long. Again, they stuck with the med too long. They, I don't, I don't really know how much you really developed. Like, yes, the rookie pitchers came up on a necessity and they did good, but they were up on a necessity. You had your two best starters gone. Zach Plesak picked it, uh, pitched his way out of the rotation, out of out of the organization, essentially. Cal Quantra was hurt. Those guys were all up by necessity. You weren't trying to do – the goal this year was not to have Bybee and Williams and Allen throw over 150 innings. They're going to get there. But that wasn't the goal coming into the year, um, not by any means. The goal certainly wasn't to put Cole Calhoun and Ramon Laureano in your 3-4 spots on September 4th or have Lucas Giolito pitch for you or Noah Syndergaard pitch for you. So how much developing did you really do? You carried a catcher oh, and those under pitchers are taking... That's fine. I'm, I'm saying that you got to give them credit it, for doing it. Still, I understand. It's like a, it's, it's a not byproduct. It was. It is, it's but they by... still did it. They still developed them. They still showed improvement. But it wasn't. It wasn't the plan going in. The plan, I mean, not, but sometimes plans. You know what's the saying? Like a battle plan lasts till the first arrow shot or first bullet. Like it wasn't the plan, but you can't say that it's gone terrible because it's gone well for them. That's actually worked out pretty well. It may be not ideal, but it's worked out. You know, Bo Naylor, what, they didn't want to call him up when they wanted to call him up. Uh, they wanted to wait a little longer, but he's finally getting it together. So maybe calling we him up. We both agreed he wasn't ready was, at the time either. Yes, but maybe, you know, playing up here is gone well for his development. He has improved with every month. Mm-hmm. We talked about Gabby. It may not be, like, I guess my whole, you know, I know we got to run to break here in a second, but I feel like some with this, I, I, I strongly disagree with you because I think that it may not have been the, the goal was to compete. We saw that like when they, they realized failed. they couldn't, 
when they, they couldn't compete, they did fail. When they didn't, they made their trades and moved on. Then why make and these expected claims? Because then they, why make they these claims? That, I, I, because they thought that the twins were going to completely run away with it. Instead, the twins were not great. So they go out and they make these claims. They had these guys because this is Tito's last hurrah. They gave him a chance. They're giving him an opportunity to go get this division. And if it falls apart, it falls apart. So they were trying to win dollars. They're trying. But like, I, I mean, if you're watching and you know baseball, you know that gap was too big. Like, but hey, at the same time, they're not going to call up more than. So why did you not? They're not going to go out and add. Like, yes, right now the guys who are missing out are probably Cody Morris and James Karinchek. Two things: you either are winning or you're trying to develop a team to win. And they are never been that way. They have never been that. They have not. And maybe maybe it's time to acknowledge that doesn't work. Maybe it's time to acknowledge that doesn't work. That it's been the best what the fourth best run in franchise history like don't go too negative here just because tonight was an ugly game like it's it's worked up until this point like saying it hasn't worked in a year where they're you know like up until this point we're talking about a team that when did it like, but did it work i mean okay outside of 2016 to 2019 and tw- I'll, I'll even give them 2019 because 2019 they won 93 games and they mm-hmm. that was the most wins to not make the playoffs in, uh, you know, excluding in the wild card era, except their own 2005 team that didn't do it. Okay, so I'll, I'll even give them that. They would have made they would have made the playoffs in the two wild card era, uh, or in this in this current format, they would have made yeah. the, they would have went to, went to the playoffs. So I'll give you 16 through 19, um, 14 and 15 were weird years. 20 again, we're throwing 2020 out. I don't 20, think anybody wants to really. Count, think. Yeah, yeah. 21 was a disaster. Last year was. We, we don't know whether or not that was a sustainable thing. We don't know. We haven't, we don't I have enough data like, to figure yeah, that out. They, they won a playoff series. I mean, that's, I mean, again, that's go good. Break, but like as a, that's as a twins fan, you've been dying for that. They haven't done that in 20 years. So like the I don't twins are still take, not going to win a playoff series this year, No, by the way, but I, I just, I just to. don't want to completely throw it all away or get, you know, jump into the negative one where it's like, I think in this case, do I always agree with their choices? No, I wanted to move on from a met a year ago. You know, did I agree with some of the other things they've done? No, but like, I think we've seen positive growth and development. And like I said, the guys who are missing out right now on our Cody Morris, who does not look like the same guy he was a year ago. 99, who is not Still the same guy. Still needs to face major league hitters. Yeah. I, I you know, it, it would be improved. But those are, and then the fifth starter is like maybe we're missing out on Cantillo starting. Like, I don't think we are. I, I think with the situation that they're in, honestly, with this being Tito's last hurrah, they were never going to just pitch it in and be a partial rebuild this year. I think there was no way they were going to do that, but we should go to break and then you can argue it. We can have our argument after the break, but uh, let's take our next guardians and twins going at it again on Tuesday. And you can listen to all the action Tanner Bobby and Sonny gray at six ten. Just search guardians on your serious XM app. Yeah. That's, that's my point. Like I think in a year where they lost Bieber and McKenzie, McKenzie threw 10 innings, you know, we talked about at the start of the year that Cleveland's advantage over the Twins was their pitching staff. And Cleveland's one-two was so much better than the Twins, but the Twins might have them beat at like three, four, five. The problem for Cleveland was one-two. One was not one, and two did not pitch, and three was not three. And they were just kind of behind the eight ball from the beginning. And Josh Bell was Josh Bell. He is a guy who plays with his hair on fire for half the year and is a disappointment for the other half. And Zanino was a gamble where I'd still, I'm glad they signed Mike Zanino 
because they could have signed Christian Vasquez to a multiple year deal. And that would have been even worse. He played they second gone, base, by the way, and late in the game they, as a defensive They could have gone and traded the, for, you know, isn't Gabriel Moreno still struggling? You know, they could have gone. Yeah, and traded, I wouldn't necessarily like, be you know, mad about giving up. I, on. I mean, I guess, it, no, you know, he's got a three point war. I was wrong. He's, you know, he's improved. I would still take time, over him. I'd, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to give up. I don't want to go trade things when you got Bo sitting there. So like, I'm still, frankly, I'm happy for Zanino. If they couldn't get Murphy, I'm happy they got Zanino. Like, honestly, because it means they didn't block Bo and they didn't trade away a ton. They didn't trade one of those big. Imagine like Tanner Bybee. Here's my question to you Would you do the Murphy deal if you knew it would have cost you Bybee? Because I wouldn't right now. Oh, absolutely not. No, even, yeah. even, if, even if Bybee had not been up this year, if, if, if Cal Quantra, if all three starters had stayed healthy all year, and even if Zach Plesak didn't pitch his way out of the organization, I still would not have wanted to do that, make that trade. Like it doesn't, I, you know, if, if you're, if Bybee is spending most of the year in AAA this year, let's say he throws 80 innings because remember his, his 40 man clock didn't start. You didn't need to get him on the, on the 40 man until next year. Same with Mm -hmm. Gavin Williams. So I would have been okay with, with 50 innings from Bybee had things gone well for you at the major league level. Logan Allen was going to get a chance at some point this year anyway. And he could have been the guy to step in, you know, a little bit later than he had to. But no, I still would not have. He might have been a guy I would have traded for for Sean Murphy because I really believed in and Biden. I really believed in Williams. And the time we thought Espino was healthy, we did. at the time the Murphy trade, none of us knew Espino wasn't healthy. So yeah, that's uh, the thing. It's so hard to trade pitching, right? Like you know, it's like those three. Well, let's also acknowledge Oakland took a terrible deal for that. Okay, like yeah, <laughs> whatever Oakland no. was doing, they were not being serious either. And, and you know, and we talked about that was an awful deal at the time, and it just looks all the worse now. Estuary Ruiz is has a negative war, even though he's been a really good defender because he is such a bad, like offensively, he looks like a fourth outfielder and they were so set on him. So again, it's, it's Oakland has made two awful trades with Atlanta just to give away all-star talent and get very little to show for it. So way to go. Oakland. I mean, so I, it's really, I have a hard time really acknowledging it being serious. If, if Stephen Kwan, Stephen Kwan can't be your best outfielder. Like Stephen Kwan's a good player. He cannot be your best outfielder. You know, the Miles Straw thing I think has gone on a little bit long at this point. Ramon Laureano is playing more. That's fine. But he is also not a guy that should be an everyday player either on a good team. Um, but you're still playing him. And I'm not, I'm not saying George Valera earned his chance. He was not on the field a lot this year. He's been hitting better lately. I think you'd like to get a look at Kyle Manzardo if you had the room, but you're not going to do – like, okay, the Guardians still have a, a – small chance they could come back and Bybee and Williams could pitch well the next two days and mm-hmm. they could win the next two and still be four out and it's still a very long long shot if anything worse happens that if you lose two out of three the rest of the season is not it, it is it is over like they're 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 one foot in the grave right now they've been one foot yeah. in the grave since July you know, you start limiting their innings, but you could, you, there are guys in AAA you could give a shot to can't, I mean, I don't know if Cantillo really, you really want to do that. He was, his velocity was kind of down last start. Yeah. He's but probably near the shutdown point. If we're being honest, after missing one, Jonathan night. Rodriguez, do you want to get him, get him two weeks of at bats just to get his feet wet? If you, if you think Kyle Manzardo is going to be a big part of your lineup in 2024, it would make sense to get him a couple of weeks of getting his feet wet as well. So I guess see what happens the next two but games. But the, the fact time, that you no, came into this game, I still think there were expectations yeah. coming into the series that if they played well in the series, they would still have, 
you know, uh, a punching chance to, to run this down. And they paid $3 million to do it. And they got a couple of guys that, that could help them. And maybe you get a head start on maybe re-signing them one of next year. I don't know. But again, I, I still think, think you're either you're either building for next year to win or you're winning this year. They waited too long on a team that was stuck in the mud. Like you said, they waited too long. Um, and I don't I don't know if we've seen enough about next year to really put a whole lot in motion to think that they've they've done enough to try to build towards next year outside of the, outside of the pitching and Bo Naylor. Uh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like we're going to have to sit back and also just see what happens at the top. Like, you know, I go back to the quote by Tito when someone was like, Hey, what about, you know, are you sure Miles straw is giving us the best chance to win? And like someone, I can't remember who asked him. And like Tito basically said, like, I don't think that's tr-. like, you know, said that miles is that's how they win. Like he's one of their, their guy, like, you know, just the way it was phrased. So I agree. Miles straw is a backup, but right now I mean, run- as long as we have the manager in place. So, you know, it, it, hopefully we get to next year, we get to someone who maybe doesn't have some of the ties, connections with some of the guys, which is good and bad, but it also means that person can come in and fresh, fresh start. And like, you know, it's hard to find outfielders right now. That's just, that is something that I've spent the last three seasons trying to make fake trades for outfielders on this very show. And there's not a lot of them available, not a lot of teams with that depth, but you know, we'll see They they, they have to go out there. They can't go out there being like, yep, uh, Lariano, Calhoun, Straw, and and Quan. That's our answer. And Valero will be up at some point, and Brennan will rebound. No, they, they need some definitive answers, and that's one of those things they definitely have to figure out. And the forty man crunch isn't as real as it used to be. Eventually, we're gonna we're gonna sit down and talk about that as well. We have a lot of great topics that are just kind of back sideburnered because uh, hey, it's a fun, interesting team right now. Maybe not fun, interesting, but could be worse. They could be the Los Angeles Angels. The Angels, by the way, are not yes. going to pay. Max Stasi, the final month of uh, the season, he's on the restricted list because he's dealing with a family emergency. And by not paying him the final month, they get to get under the luxury tax. So when they lose Otani in free agency, um, they will move from the fourth. Well, his compensation pick will be going from the fourth round to the end of the second round because they're not playing. They're not going to pay a guy the final month of the season who was on in a, uh, on leave for a family emergency. So That's bravo, Angel. Bravo. They spend they spend so much money, lose so many draft picks. Makes so many odd choices, and then Artie Moreno is only once paid the luxury tax. At least, at least the Oakland Athletics had the decency to let. Who's the manager of the the Oakland, of the Padres uh, now that was there? Was it Melvin? Was Bob, Bob Melvin. Melvin. They had the decency to let Bob Melvin out of his contract because they knew they want to pay him, and they knew they were going to stink this year, and they didn't. They let him go instead of making him stay this year. The Angels are more pathetic than, than Oakland. Sorry, they are, especially given how much money they have. When you have that much it's, money, you should be you should be held to a higher. And I'm not saying Oakland doesn't have a ton of money either. Oakland is just as pathetic because their their ownership's still pathetic. But when you are trying to brand yourself as the Los Angeles Angels, like you want to convince people you have LA money, even though you play in Anaheim, that's an embarrassment. That's an embarrassment. The Angels should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed and, to work there. And uh, speaking of things that are embarrassing or not, I noticed we are in the top 70 in podcasts this week. For all of baseball so i just want to take a second and thank you to all of our listeners uh you know let us know what you think about it, it was a little bit of a different show we didn't talk about some of the stuff on the side we kind of had our debate you can let us know uh where you stand on which side of the debate in the comments below and just you know we want to thank all of our listeners everydayers people who are out there commenting following along we know it's not always fun but we hope you're having fun listening to us 
thank you all for everything you do. And as always, go, go, Guardians, go. Try not to give up 20 runs again. Don't pitch David Fry.